0: The Holy Gospel according to Mark, the ninth chapter, verses two through nine. Glory to you, O Lord. Our gospel reading comes from Saint Mark, chapter nine, verses two through nine, and can be found on page 1567 in your Pew Bible. After six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John with him and led them up a high mountain where they were all alone. There he was transfigured before them. His clothes became dazzling white, whiter than anyone in the world could bleach them. And there appeared before them Elijah and Moses who were talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Now he did not know what to say because they were so frightened. Then a cloud appeared and covered them, and a voice came from the cloud and said, "'This is my Son, whom I love. Listen to him.'" Suddenly, when they looked around, they no longer saw anyone with them except for Jesus. And as they were coming down the mountain, Jesus gave them orders not to tell anyone what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Please pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, Our rock and our Redeemer. Amen. This uh, historical account of the Transfiguration haunts me a little bit. One of the reasons for it is that uh, in the course of my seminary, I was chided in front of my peers. with, hey, you guys, Whitney doesn't know what the transfiguration means. Uh, bah, bah, uh. And uh, that, 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 that caused me to, a couple of things. One, I was horribly embarrassed, a little bit indignant, because I thought I knew what it was. He went up there on the, on the mountain, and we got bright, shiny Jesus, you know. Elijah and Moses was there. I, uh, I went through part of the uh, explanation that, well, you see Moses, the first prophet, and, and, and the, the law, and then you, have, then you have Elijah, a great prophet, and, and then with Jesus there, I mean, we can see that even though uh, uh, we may not have met these people, that they are going to be clear to us and that they are uh, resurrected in, in bodies that we will recognize. And, and um, this theologian said, mm, yeah, okay. Let's work on that. And I'm like, okay, all right, well, let's work on it. So that I have done. That I have done. But you know what? I'm not alone. Maybe some of you aren't completely clear now on what the transfiguration meant other than bright, shiny Jesus. I mean, that's, it's a pretty amazing thing. Here we have the three. And it, 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 these are his trusted three. They go up with him, and they see this magnificent expression of the glory of God and and Peter gets it wrong too Peter looks at it and he says whoa it's a good thing we're here let's just stay here because this is really nice we got shiny Jesus and shiny Moses and shiny Elijah let's build tabernacles and we'll just hang out here heaven on earth yay right he was short-sighted now with my traveling with my theological friends peter was a theologian of the of glory a theologian of glory that's the one that looks around the cross and in human understanding goes oh yeah this is really good oh this is fuzzy and yummy and yeah i want to stay here let's not go down the hill let's stay here forever that's a theologian of glory a theologian of glory wants dessert first I want glory but then we have from the word of God the theologian of the cross and it says he says this is my son <clears throat> you guys remember that that term I use it's highly theological Ta-da! here he is the one I've been talking about here is my son whom I love another revelation right And then the admonition, listen to him. No, it's not about this temporary period of time where he's shiny and you guys are going to hang out. No, what we find out further in the story is that there has to be suffering before there's glory. Peter didn't want to do that, and we know that he doesn't get it further along the way when He confesses Christ, who am I? He says, well, you are the son of God. He doesn't want him to go and suffer. A theologian of glory. Why is Moses up there? Why is Elijah up there? I mean, we we see in our Exodus uh, uh, reading today that Moses was bright and shiny after talking to God and, and, and he would take the veil off when he was talking to God and God, God's glory would saturate him and he would come down and, and he would take the veil off and he would tell the people what God had said but it was so bright that they, they had to veil him he's like oh man you know enough Moses I mean I can't look at you put something on that it's just it's too bright it's too pure I can't, I can't stand it He's the veil. He's the bringer of the law. While he was there with Elijah talking to Christ, no doubt they were talking about what was coming for him, what to expect. Maybe even they were encouraging him. We tend to look at the here and the now as being... All important. The, how I feel the here and the now. How I explain here and now is more important than what is happening in the future. And certainly Peter was in that mode too. But then in Peter's epistle, he writes about the temporary nature of our body. He writes about the transfiguration whereupon they were on the mountain and they did hear God. Speak and claim his son, and and he understood this, but not at that time. Did you notice also in the story as they're walking down, Jesus says, "Do not tell anyone what you just saw. Don't tell anyone that you saw Moses and Elijah and me glorified. You can't tell them that until I've been risen from the dead." Man, it's amazing that they didn't tell anyone of anyone that would have gone out and said, "Oh, no, you got to hear this." Wouldn't it have been Peter? I mean, that guy was something else. And yet, they didn't, they didn't expel it. But they still didn't quite get it. And so that's where I find hope for me and for anyone else that struggles with Scripture. in that they were there and they didn't get it. And I wasn't there, but I can read about it and I can piece it. I think what the point is is this, where I need to go here. The Father said, this is is my Son, this is the Word, listen to Him, Word, always coming back to the Word. For this year, our our goal is going to be washing and being washed in the Word. I encourage you to go on the way out today that this is our Lenten service devotionals here, and we also have a daily uh, calendar for you to um, take a look at for daily devotions while we're going. The Word is important. The Word explains to us, it comforts us. It strengthens our faith. It is our bread that we need to be eating of every, uh, every day, not just on Sundays. Water is another thing that comes up. Um, with, with, uh, with Moses, we, we understand that water destroyed the foes. In the Exodus, we see an Exodus here where, where Moses led the people out of, of Egypt into freedom from captivity, and God used the water to destroy the foes and end that. We see the the parallelism of uh, the the Jesus leading an exodus that we didn't quite understand yet, that we didn't quite uh, see. We see that he's he's bright and shiny, but the exodus is going to come from his suffering and his resurrection, and that's why he couldn't have people tell about this story on the mountain the tie-in here is that Jesus is leading an exodus for those people who were subject to death he's leading his people to freedom in him from captivity to sin to freedom in him through his blood and the water that we see there has actually killed us in our baptism it's killed the old Adam we are drowned in that water in a death like Christ we are raised out of that water in a resurrection like Christ and the whole deal is that God gave us this 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 clue of Jesus in his glory this ta-da here I am bright shiny Jesus on the mountain I'm the real deal. And how that ties in with us now for this Lenten season is that this really is the one that the prophets have been talking about. How do I know? Well, the prophets were on the mountain with him. There he is. Isaiah calls out that he's coming. Here he is. Elijah's second coming, as we hear, is is John the Baptist preparing the way. Prepare the way of the Lord. The kingdom is now. And we're going to see this triumphant walk of his from the mountain to where he is going to be put to death, where he is going to suffer. We get to see this as foretold from the past to the present, to the future. We're going it's un, to, it's unraveling, it's being revealed Could it be that the veil's being lifted? What's with the veil? Well, they weren't ready for it yet. They weren't ready for the veil to be raised, but Jesus is the veil that has been raised. His glory, God's glory, shines through him. The veil is off. The veil has been raised off of you and me and the blindness in our baptism. Underneath this veil here is Jesus with us. This veil, the body, the blood, Him with us, His glory in us. I it it doesn't really shine when I lift it off, but, but boy, wouldn't that be neat if it did. The veil has been lifted. The mystery has been taken away. It's not hard stuff, the resurrection. It's not hard stuff, the, the transfiguration. It's God saying, Ta da! Here I am. I told you I was coming. The prophets told you I was coming. Here I am. Look, here's Moses. Here's Elijah. It's going to be great. I'm here. This is my son. You can touch him, you can listen to him, he can feed you, he'll wash your feet, he'll take away your sins. Ta-da, I'm here, are you with me? It's not a mystery. I didn't make it secretive. I brought my son into this world in a simple tent, your body, and you're gonna see even my son's tent is gonna be shredded, unrecognizable. Yours will be someday too. But guess what? Ta-da. You get a new one. And it's even better than the other one. And until that day happens, I promise you that I will never leave you nor forsake you. I am here under this veil in Holy Communion. I am here in the Word. I am saying, ta-da, I'm here. Do you hear him?